know, and that's why I don't use fabric softener because my dad always told me that's for silly Hollywood liberals. Oh, so that that's that's why. Uh, also, I, I constantly have rashes wherever my clothes touch my body, so you know there, there are trade-offs to it. Is the main thing. So, I just wanna I just wanna bust this. What? This what fake? In the middle of conversation. Yes, and. I'm just, um, do you have those pre-planned before you start re- hit record, or do you... A little bit. Do you I mean, just, when you hit record, do you just say the first thing out of your mind? I mean, the common... Like, Isn't that literally every time he opens his mouth is the first thing that comes to mind? No filter? This is just the conversation we were having just before <laughs> this. literally you, not. You, you were asking, why don't you use <clears throat> fabric softener? And I told you why. No, we were discussing how you couldn't figure out how to fix our headphones. No, it, I just turned <laughs> the wrong dial, and you also asked, like, you know, because I couldn't... That was hear. like two days ago. That you were, we were talking about fabric softener. I don't even remember that. I wasn't even part of that conversation. No, yeah, I, I, I told a little harsher joke at my dad's expense about it's a, it's the the Hollywood gaze, and you tried to turn it into the Hollywood gaze and the eye thing, and I was having none of that. So, uh, yeah. oh, I That's remember that. that. I you, the fabric softener wasn't even part of that conversation. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, because you you'd offered me some of your old fabric softener that I'm pretty sure was expired. Oh, so oh, okay. Well, I'm pretty sure that stuff doesn't expire. But okay. I, I, nah, because fabric that softener was, actually that was, that was last night. Really good. You should use it. Yeah, no, I, I makes your clothes a lot smoother I'm and less rough. I'm sorry. Is this this is coming from the person who threw away all of my dryer sheets? That's different than fabric softener. And then when I said we could use fabric softener, you were like, no, I don't want any of that. Well, you know, ultimately it is extra chemicals in your clothing, so right. it's better to not do it in it, ultimately. Well, welcome we to should, the Transmit let's Podcast. Let's just not wash our clothes at all. I, I've been told at work that I have to, so that, that that's <laughs> off the table. So welcome to the Transmit <laughs> Podcast. I'm Spike. I'm Victor. I'm Samantha. And uh, we have a whole bunch of stuff that... Some of us do want to talk about. Some of us don't want to talk about. It's going to be great. So what, what's up first? GameStop. The game stonks. Uh, was this a thing on our last podcast a week ago? I don't think so. No, because it wasn't like huge. It didn't, it didn't explode. We'd just seen like the news stories about like how GameStop's like stocks were suddenly exploding. I even saw I even saw that news article. Like you're the one who normally is like well like no I think it this. was I think it was actually okay maybe it was but we, we just didn't we, didn't we just kind of glossed over it yeah I don't think we even mentioned it all anyway uh, this meme that we're all looking at right now is this a meme or is this like just fan I art th- I think this is a meme slash fan art this is Wall Street bets fan art yeah right <laughs> to the moon the subreddit that has its own fan art. yeah it's like uh, or I guess to Mars I guess it's like Something. an e looking girl anime girl on a rocket uh, G G cups, obviously, because it's anime. So yeah, when you want a stock to go up, you usually say to the moon, and then um, because you know we're millennials, we say to the Mars now. Of course, because we got everything. We got kick it up a notch. And it looks like she's going past Mars. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's like to out of the to the Oort cloud. I don't. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) These these look like rings. So Uh, maybe Saturn. Maybe Saturn. It it might be a lens flare. That might be Mars. That might be a poorly done moon. I don't know. And I think the moon came back here. Right. That might be. Yeah. Again, that might be a lens flare. That might be the moon. I think this art isn't a hundred percent clear. You're not supposed to focus on that. You're supposed to look at the giant titted anime GameStop representation riding a rather phallic rocket. Yeah, so Wall Street Bets is the rocket that GameStop rode 
to, uh, you know, what do you call it? To, to, to the moon? Yeah, to, to... To prominence, whatever. Anyway. Prominence. Fame. It's weird. Like, know. the only reason... Infamy. Yeah, right? The only reason, like... Uh, That's like, the word I was looking for, is infamy. Yeah, uh, like, the only reason, like, this really got picked up, I think, the way it did, like, one of the reasons, how about that, is because it's GameStop, and a bunch of people know what GameStop is, and they have an innate understanding that it's... it's it may be undervalued, or it may be overvalued, but they get a feel for it in the way that... They wouldn't be able to understand like commodities or anything else. So, what was the price before? What did it rise to, and what's it at now? Do you, you should have bought GameStop uh, on January first, twenty twenty one, when it was eighteen dollars. Oh, that's a good price. And then it ended up going to like four hundred and eighty dollars. Oh my god! And now it's at like ninety eight. Yeah. <laughs> Which, <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, you know, I think this is the perfect story because... I mean, you still make money if you bought it on the first. It's the right? internet, so it's like Reddit. That's already like, you know, no boomers are on Reddit. Right. Especially not the subreddits, you know, like Wall Street bets. What's a subreddit? <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's also GameStop, so that's another thing. It's like it's like the dudes, the man children, have like finally come into their own. Well, of course like, you stop for games. You can't play games when you're moving. Yeah, so it's like the internet's... Culture, game culture is finally taking down Wall Street, like in its old hedge funds, because they thought they were being smart by saying like, oh, this is um, like Blockbuster. This is a dinosaur. This is yeah. going to be like Toys R Us. This is going to go out, you know, like so there were so many guys, so many hedge funds that were shorting it. And in a way, I think it was on the way out if they don't change. But I think GameStop was changing a lot and still is changing a lot. Well, I'm there are, there are some fundamentals to GameStop. Mm. So um, games. Yeah. Stopping. So, yeah. Fun, <laughs> fundamental evaluation. So there's like two different types of analysis in stocks. Yeah. There's yeah. fundamental analysis and technical analysis. Get ready. This is going to get exciting. Here we go. So I don't know if this is going to be that exciting for most so people. So a, a fundamental analysis is you look at things like um, the, the, the CEO, like how much money they're bringing in, their balance sheet, uh, what kind of what's happening in the news, like what are they doing to like innovate or change or you know, grow the company. Yeah. Those are like the fundamentals. And then the technicals are like pretty much price action and um, price action and basically psychology, like the psychology of the, the, of the market, the market. Yeah. yeah the and market. You, you should see this guy's YouTube history. It, there's a lot of like <laughs> phases it goes through, but consistently there's a bunch of like millennial, like, day traders and like investment guys in there not one old dude have i seen in his like feed. oh there's old dudes there's some old dudes okay oh no, yes normally who, i see the young who? ones that father and son are the tesla guys but one of them's young yeah one so that's, yes okay but let's average out spike said there's no old dudes okay, and i what? said yes there are i stand corrected talking about now you know also the tesla um what is it the black financial guru Oh, um, I also watch the Black Financial Channel. And I like only to get only for Black History Month or no, like no, in no. general. I like to get um, my financial education from a black perspective as well. Ooh, nice. <laughs> he has he has the best analogies. His name is Doctor Boyce Watkins. Nice. He's a he's a finance doctor. See, that's a cool doctor. He's got a PhD. That, that's finance. a cool doctor. If, <laughs> if you yeah. say I have a doctorate in like English literature or something, I'd be like, eh, I'm not calling you a doctor. But if you say I have a doctorate in something <laughs> that involves a lot of math, I'd be like, no, you're a doctor. So, yeah, I think it was the perfect storm of like these young kids. They take down, um, you know, the hedge funds, the Wall Street 
hedge funds who thought they were like being smart, but then they ended up getting short squeezed by all these dudes on Reddit. And, uh, and well, let it I be, think it would make a great movie actually. Oh yeah, and let it be known that like crowdsourcing isn't just for getting like the answer to like how do I cook a blah or how do I make an X. It's how what, can I what leverage? Are, what's a blah? What's an X? Well, a blah is <laughs> this thing that um, you ever see Rick and Morty. Are you, are you talking about the Schlieb? Well, no, no, no. See, the Schlieb and is the, the Blas is the Blas competitor. I'm I'm a fan of the Blas. What I'm saying is, I'm a little buzzed, but also like if I if I want to make a knife, I don't need to go to a like a metallurgy school. I don't. I can go on YouTube and get a lot of information. But it, there's more to this now, where you can learn how to leverage a lot of people to like be in a sense more powerful than these big hedge funds. Especially, I think yep. I think it's still important though to note that. While a lot of people are praising Wall Street bets for basically shoving it to the man, is that a lot of these, I mean, they're literally part of a subreddit called Wall Street Bets. Like, these are people that already are looking at ways to leverage um, the economy and finance and Wall Street to make money. So you're looking at a lot of people who probably already have a significant amount of money. They're just not Wall Street. See, I don't know if that's so. the case because this might be a lot of people who just got a stimulus check and didn't mind losing a couple hundred bucks. There's certainly some of those people, but primarily that's what Wall Street bets is, is people that are already looking at ways to leverage Wall Street. So I think you know, so. This is kind yeah, of like a just, middle ground, I it's, guess. It's basically just like an investing subreddit, right? Yeah. And they all trade. They all like to trade options because like you can. Right. Um, they use leverage to freaking. They're they're just trying to make money. Basically, they're gambling. But they're poor kids. They're not. Isn't us. that the stock market in general though? Is it's kind of a. It's like the most yeah, yeah, responsible yeah. bet you can make in your life. Ooh, As opposed I wouldn't to, go that far. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> compared to like shooting dice in the alley. Like that's the low end, and then you got like casinos where there's like a a percentage you can ride, and then you get to like you know like risky investments, and then you get to a little more stable investments. Well, and when stuff you like that. when you just put your money into a stock, yeah, it's it's just like it's not as risky as mm -hmm. if you're saying if you're using leverage. Let's say like you give me ten bucks to put into like a stock, right? Okay, and then he the, borrowed you, the ten dollars from no, you. No, just no. Actually, oh. no. Just put it into the stock market. You don't have to pay oh, me. Okay. Just put it ten dollars into stock, right? Charles right. Schwab, right here. It, lo yeah. it loses five. He loses five bucks, right? You lose fifty yeah. percent, or it goes up and you get fifteen bucks, right? Yeah. That's not like a, a really big thing, but what when you're doing options, you're leveraging. So you're okay, so okay. What, now what you're doing now is you're giving me instead of ten bucks straight to the stock. Yeah. You're giving me ten bucks to control a hundred dollars. Mm. So if your bet loses, if it goes down, you lose $100 right. from that $10 thing. So, like, you lose more than uh, you would have ever put in in the first place. That makes sense. Like, instead of just – so, like – You're describing the hedge funds primarily. No, I'm describing trading options. So, like, you put okay. $10 in, right? Yeah. To control $100 worth of stuff. Yeah. If you just normally put your ten dollars in a stock, you if it goes to zero, you just lose ten bucks. Right. But now if you're put, if you're doing it like an option, you can lose up to like more money than that. No, yeah, that makes sense because all those hedge funds lost if you a win, bunch of money. But if you win, you can win a hundred bucks. Right. You can win more than ten bucks. So this is more along the lines of a bet in the stock market sense. This is closer to a literal bet. 
Yeah, when you're doing options, it's closer to a bet. But it's kind of like disguised as kind of like... Right. It's, it's like how... An options contract. It's like how microtransactions were classified recently as gambling in certain countries. They're they're basically gambling. See, like when you nor- a normal stock, you can never lose more than you put in. Right. You only lose what you put in. But, but like with this... You can lose more. Right, but what I'm in. what I'm saying is <laughs> what I'm saying is Wall Street bets isn't really us. Yeah. It's people that still have a lot more money than uh, the three of us do. No, not necessarily. A lot of those people don't have a lot of those people are just starting their Robin Hood with like a hundred bucks. Some a lot of, of them some of them are, are just, but that's not how it was created. Okay, so before no, a lot sp- of them are just putting ten bucks in. How about there, before we speak and they're trying authority, to make money. Before we speak with authority as to who has how much money we should do some more research. What we know is they're not hedge funds and also a lot of regular Joes got into it. So who knows exactly what the breakdown is? Okay. They're definitely not all regular Joes. Like some of them are probably pretty wealthy, but most of them, I'd say like 95% of them are just like you or me or less. Okay. So we'll find out who's, let's 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 look into this more. No, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm, going to be right. I've read some things. I've done some research. So but let's let's talk about the not uh, this. Let's talk go. about the Hollywood well, the World Series flasher yeah. who, who turned the Hollywood sign into Hollywood. Now, if we're talking about everyday Joes, this is a hero for everyday Joes here. Is that because she's got boobs? Yes. Okay. So And she turned a sign into something that's also boob related. All right. So apparently she's Originally known for flashing on live TV during the 2019 World Series, but has now gotten busted for changing the Hollywood sign to read Holly Boob. Okay, she and if you see this picture of her, she looks like a woman who would do this. Yeah, she's a little... Was it Shagma? Shagmag? Shagmag. Oh, nice. I um, like that. So there's there's this. But you, got, there's, you got a hint of underboob in that shirt there. Here's... Reagan, her her boobs look bigger in this picture. Honestly, they, it's yeah. just it's. You know what? That's that's fine. Listen, she's a model. She's twenty seven. Shag Mag founder. Oh wow! It's a boob centric online magazine. Um, and then here's the full size image of her flipping off the camera, it's where she put. Let me zoom. A B over the W in Hollywood, and put a. a B, and, and put, put a strip. On the D, so it looks like a B. Holy boob. And you know what? This is this is the hero we need, not the one we deserve. And yeah, so you got a hint of under boob there. That's good. I like her. Um, so she um, oh, oh, here. We tried oh, pulling it off twice in October. First time, we had two giant tarps that weighed 200 pounds each that we tried going uphill with. So we nixed that idea and decided to go from the top down. Nice. They used a stroller with a fake baby oh, in see. order to smuggle the tarps to the top of the hill. Now, would you say this is more Ocean's Eleven like level or more like Mission Impossible level now? <laughs> Apparently, she used to date Jake Paul. Makes um, sense. Yeah. But then here's the satisfying image of her getting arrested. See, I don't think that's that. I think they satisfying. It's satisfying because it's stupid. It's stupid but fun. I, I, I think you know what she, she's given us a little treat. Satisfying is in the way like when you see Martin Luther King getting arrested. Yes, there we go. She got arrested for her boob-based beliefs. I think. Wow, <laughs> what a joke to make in the month of February. <laughs> satisfying because here's some dumb entitled okay. idiot. He's oh, like, enti- I'm gonna do this thing. Entitled. Like this, this idiot has. 
has a lifetime ban from all Major League Baseball stadiums. Because she showed she freed the breast. You know what? And I've heard that that's actually something we should be um, so, in, in, in support of. I mean, okay, I'm not against free the boobs or free the nipple, but... This is right. this is stupid. I've devised really my stupid. official take on this. What's your official take? Is it hot? My official take is that I kind of admire her balls. Yep. She should be. She, she should has, be. She holly, has big ovaries. Holly balls because she's got a business. She's trying to do her own thing in this world. She's an entrepreneur. She's probably about to make a bunch of money. Yeah, and she's right? she's already been in the news twice. Once at the World Series, and then once for defacing the Hollywood sign, and um. You know, she's willing to take the hit of getting arrested and having a criminal record. Or her beliefs. For her business. And, like, you know, we live in such a country where you can still make millions of dollars. And, you know, who cares if you're in your business by yourself and you're not working for anyone? Who cares if you've got, like, kicked out of baseball games? Right. Or if you're going to be on forever known as the person who defaced the Hollywood sign? Wait. You know what? 90% of people... 95% of the people who see this don't even care. Like, right. they want this Hollywood sign to be defaced. Did you know that 73% of all statistics are made up on the spot? Yeah, like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? I feel like, I feel like though, like, in my normal life, I feel like 90% of the people I know who would, would be, like, for this. Mm. W- or, like, wouldn't care. Oh, yeah. and They'd be like, oh, Hollywood, Hollywood got defaced? <laughs> okay. Right? Well, exactly. But it's, like, it's this, like, literally it means nothing. But it's still stupid. Uh, listen, stupid is not like, listen, yeah, we I, watch see, I see where you're coming from from that, but I, st- I feel like it's, I envy her business savvy. Right? Like we, we should, we should like put transmit like over something like the big lemon, <laughs> oh, the big lemon in lemon see, Grove. I don't have, the, I, I don't have this woman, you. I don't have this woman's balls. Ah, dude. But she, yeah, maybe we should do like, you yeah. know, she walked away with like a little itty bitty misdemeanor and that's it. Well, I mean, cause and it, like, cause 10, exactly. What should she 50 do? 50 hours of community service and maybe like $10,000. Well, yeah. Cause, cause what did she do? That's really that bad. They, they, she forced a couple of police officers private to do property? their job. Okay. That's like, that's city property. Is, Is it? it private property? No, I mean, we don't know. We have the Hollywood have to look sign. into this and the wall street bets thing. Damn it. All right. All right. I'm over it. Let's Sam, <laughs> Sam's got a lot of work to do. Let's t- I'm not doing that. I have a full-time job now. I've seen uh, your full-time job. This is it, everybody. This is the full-time job. Yep, here we go. She's a media consultant, writer, director, producer. Um, fact checker. Editor, yep. fact checker. Yep. So a man stumbled across a fake taxi used in porn films during a walk with a pal yeah. in London. Um, where's, oh, and you know, if you're interested, the low temperatures. Oh, in, wow, it's uh, getting a little chilly. Oh, wait, on that, that island. Is that chilly or is that? Hot. I don't know what Celsius. No, that's a little, little, little cold. It little is. Cold. It is February. Um, what, it, what did you say? Like, did it say like four degrees? Yeah, thunderstorms and the warmest it'll be is eleven degrees in Cardiff and Exeter in February. <laughs> Whoa, okay, it's wild. Um, anyway. <clears throat> so a man stumbled across what appeared to be a cab used in porn films while on a lockdown walk with a friend. Um, okay. Are you from the same household while you're taking this walk together? Well, they're both, they're both wearing masks. <coughs> That's what's Josh Mollison's TikTok showed him coming across a black cab in London with the fake taxi logo on the side. Fake. It literally said fake taxi. Yeah, so people probably don't like wave it down. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is his oh. face. Oh, whoa. He does not look English to me. Like he looks like a mm. like a dude you'd find here in America. No, I can see the English on him. Apparently, oh. while he was standing next to the taxi. One commenter joked he should have gone over and knocked. 
Another clip then showed him doing just that as he tapped on the window with his knuckle. He is then allowed inside to find a normal hackney carriage with the front seat having been taken out. Huh. So this is like coming across the it bang bus. It literally says fake taxi. Yeah, this is like coming across the bang bus Like in your, if you go for a walk. Like Vic goes for walks all the time. And so that, that'd be like, yeah, seeing that. But it says like bang burrows on the side. Bang burrows? <laughs> or bang bus, which one of the two. It was set up in London by the founder of YouPorn in 2012 and features adult films in the reality pornography genre. I got to look reality into this. Reality pornography genre. Is that? Because there's a lot of subgenres of pornography. Really? Mm. Smile, you are on CCTV. Oh, just uh, in case. A photographer approached Chamama. What is th- How is this relevant? I don't, that, that I don't care about. What what I like is like yeah, like they just apparently Did you say yeah, s- sex fans, fans of sex, go back down. What does that say? Lockdown online uh, sex fan. This page is oh. Who who's not a fan? Like there there's a very small subset of the population who aren't in some way a fan of sex. <laughs> I've been a fan of sex since oh. puberty. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a continuation. It okay. says in related news, a glamour model dubbed Britain's best paid porn star who who earns twenty five thousand was that pounds, pounds yeah. a day first spotted day? stacking shelves for five pound an hour in ASDA. Wow. So uh, was approached by a photographer who handed her his card when she was just 19 and working at her local store in Tamworth Steffs. Is this a way I could get a date? It's like, hey, you want to be in porn? No. Damn it. Sorry, that wouldn't work for you. Unless you actually were a porn Yeah, I'd producer. have to wear, I think I'd probably have to wear like a Hawaiian shirt and khaki pants and like <laughs> have really a comfortable. Yeah, just really comfortable looking. Yeah. Like so a, what was the, so there was no porn happening? It's just, we're no, just, it was a just guy found a, Porn, the porn taxi, yeah. And I, I was hoping this is an odd story. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to. Okay, you know what? Yeah. When was the last story you came up with? <laughs> he he doesn't have stories. Yeah, exactly. He literally just it's told like, us about GameStop. It's like though. some British British dude finds a cab that was used for porn back in 2012. Welcome to the media in 2021. Well, it was staged in 2012. This is a good sign, I don't know that though. that specific one has been. What? This is a good sign. This means that things are going good for our right. If there's nothing, so. if we got nothing else to talk about except some dude found a porn taxi. Well, yeah, like imagine like. Here. I they were actually banging in it while he see i was hoping for that but i didn't read much of it because you know we had to come up with some stuff quick i'm pretty sure that if they were using i look my it's a it's a it's a taxi cab let's go look at it <laughs> that was terrible <laughs> oh look at me. it's a fake taxi what what, what we do now will fit shut your gob know. let's go well, uh, let's google it <laughs> oh look it looks like it used to actually be used for porn back in 2012 anyway in the wank films Let's go. I'm going to go back about my day. Hip, hip, cheerio. Let's put this in the mirror now. Get some <laughs> news. Let's let's get some torches and light some fags. <laughs> See, you realize what they use with the word torches? It's a flashlight. Yeah, there you go. And that's why I can easily say and light some fags because it's a cigarette. You literally just use that as an excuse to say a word that you know you're not supposed to be saying. No, I use it to say some British yeah. people smoke. No, that's not what I'm trying to prove say. Prove it. But Boston okay, Dynamics this announced is, today's uh, launch event. Shush. Spot Enterprise is a new version of their Spot robot featuring better autonomous capabilities and a charging station. It can autonomously dock with the charger, allowing it to conduct missions Here. without the need for human interaction. This means it could routinely inspect hazardous sites like the nuclear power plant all on its own. Spot Arm was announced, and it can do all sorts of things like lifting 11 pounds and jump playing rope. jump rope. Mm-mm. The gripper also has a 4K camera for inspection jobs. 
Finally, Scout is their new web-based software used to control Spot. Users can tap on a screen where they want Spot to go, or control it using a keyboard or even a controller. Personally, I'd use a 360 controller. Thanks for watching. Oh yeah, they give it the like the most innocuous task there. It's like, oh look, it's planting trees. It's not planning humanity's demise. I'm just glad that they didn't they didn't show them kicking the shit out of it in this video. Oh, that's a crazy one. Literally, that's all I really see come out of Boston Dynamics is them bullying these <laughs> robots. Watch, look, I can hit it with a baseball bat. I've programmed it to feel pain and fear. With its little hand, it looks like it could probably grab a knife. It looks like, yeah, exactly. Or it looks like it could push its its little fingers into an orifice and then expand them once inside. <laughs> like, it looks like it's it's primed for abusing humans. We are making our own demise right now. It looks cool, but yeah, listen, I, I always like those um, fake videos where they show, like, the, the robot fighting back. See, like, I liked Spot before it had that arm. Now it's got that arm, and they're probably going to put more arms on it. Right. It's just going to just be like this, like, tentacled Oh, boy. And just wait. What's, what's, creature. what's the episode of Black Mirror? Metalhead. Metalhead. What if robots but too much? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, so what's the, what's next? Camel? Let's Couple? just Let's just go straight into... Uh, the movie. The movie. As part of Black History Month, our first movie this month is Hidden Figures. Hidden Figures. As we mentioned last week, uh, we watched, well, that we were going to watch. We actually have watched Hidden Figures. Um, so let's just watch the trailer real quick. Equilateral, trapezoid, isosceles, tetrahedron. I have never seen a mind like the one your daughter has. You have to see what she becomes. Come on! Huh? Hey. Oh, yeah. Move like that. Hey. Catherine, we all gonna end up unemployed riding That's around in this pile of junk. You're welcome to walk the 16 miles. She's oh, the Sarah Jessica the Parker the version. Yeah. <laughs> is, you have identification. Is, uh, We're just focus. on our way to work at NASA, sir. I had no idea they hired. There are quite a few women. Working in the space program. Oh. You know what we're doing here? We're putting a human on top of a missile, shooting him into space, and it's never been done before. Ah, bad trouble. I need a mathematician that can look beyond the numbers. Math that doesn't yet exist. Before the Russians plant a flag. So you mean more numbers? You have someone? Running what I'm playing. Oh, the piece off of that. She can handle any numbers you put in front of her. Don't embarrass me. This was when did this movie come out? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not the... Uh, hang on, I got it. 2018? That Colonel Jim is a tall glass of water. Probably. He's coming over. Now, why would he be doing that? Because Mary's waving at me. Oh! Dorothy, slice of pie. I love one. You already have a slice uh-huh. of pie, Dorothy. Oh, they're setting her up. 2016. A computer at NASA. Okay. They let women handle that sort of... Yes, it's a... Oh, snap. Yes. They let women do some things at NASA, Mr. Johnson. And it's not because we wear skirts. It's because we wear glasses. Hmm. Nerd we humor. We go from being our father's daughters to our husband's wives to our baby's mothers. You've been gone for 300 hours. Was mama gone for 12 and a half days? No, but it felt like it. It felt like it to me, too. It's crunch time. In 14 days, astronauts will be here for training. Everything we do can matter to their wives, to their children. I believe it's going to matter to the whole damn country. My gals are ready. We can do the work. That's John. Oh, back to the soul music. Do for NASA. Calculate launch and landing, sir. Engineer. And I'm proud as the devil to be working with you. 
How could you possibly be ogling these white men? It's equal rights. I have the right to see fine in every there's no protocol for women attending. There's no protocol for a man circling the earth either, sir. Every time we have a chance to get ahead, they move the finish line. Every time. We all get there together, we don't get there at all. Yeah, it's good to know uh, NASA hadn't given up on good old-fashioned brain power. Five, Let me ask you, if you were a white male, would you wish to be an engineer? I wouldn't have to. I'd already be one. Don't you know that we're able? Good. All right, Good so th- yeah, this is the oh, story. Oh, 2017. Yeah, so uh, this is, oh, it said 2016, so I don't know. Maybe, I guess I just saw Kirsten, one of these is wrong. I saw Kirsten Dunst's face, and I was like, oh, one. What, when did that happen to when her? When did that happen? <laughs> okay, there might be some makeup <laughs> there. Let's not. Jesus, Jesus Let's Christ. Let's not. Oh, hey, um, also, I don't know if you, you, you could find this picture, but this is thirsty um, um, engineering girl. Janelle Monet. Oh, she is hot. She, yeah. she is an incredible artist. Definitely. The, well, listen, I, I can tell she's a good actress. The looker of But also, I can tell. Uh, Taraji Dang. P. Henson is absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. So yeah, th- this is the story of the uh, of the. Uh, you women. just prefer Janelle Monae because she's younger, because you're a man. Whoa, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so. This is this is the story of the hidden figures, who uh, you know do did a lot of the calculation for NASA, who actually made a huge contribution to the uh, you know to to the early and actually later on space program. The three, the particular, the three women, the three black women uh-huh. during the civil rights era who made it possible for NASA to succeed with getting people off of the planet and all of the math and the science that went into that. And it's this absolutely freaking spectacular. Right? And this movie teaches you it doesn't matter what color you are as long as you're not a goddamn communist. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh man! <laughs> no, they I'm were kidding. trying to beat the Russians. They were trying. To beat the <laughs> so yeah, no. Um, a little background r- task right. of the film. So I, I like this because, uh, like, the first, the very first, uh, not the very first scene. Like, the very first scene is what you saw when she was talking about different triangles, and like, you know, mm-hmm. she they're showing like this is Sheldon Cooper if, as a child if he wasn't completely insufferable, and uh, she just knows stuff. And then we have actual, actual yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheldon, Sheldon Cooper. If you were a racist misogynist, he's just playing the exact same character from Big Bang Theory, but more more yeah. racist and misogynist, which is very funny. And he actually blacks out like the uh, a bunch of the math, you know, when she gets he the censors everything. It's, it's weird. So like, if you've ever wanted to see. Like you're watching Big Bang Theory and you you like the character Sheldon. Like, do you want to like, not like him more? If you've ever, if you've ever wanted to wonder what he's like if he was racist, just Boom. watch this movie. Watch it in figures, and that's the thing. The the the, the thing that no one ever asked for, right? Was racist racist Sheldon, right? And that's that's the thing. If you see like when he blacks it out and then she holds it up to the light and she finds the hidden figures. <laughs> Boom. It works on so many. That's how you know it's good art. It works on many levels. And then mm-hmm. all the women are, uh, they have got nice figures too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's um, when I first, so no, we've got when I first heard the title, that's exactly the thought that came to my head. <laughs> when I saw the poster and I saw them, I was like, oh, the, so if I told you, hey, there's a movie? If I told you, hey, there's a movie called Hidden Figures, your first thought would be, are their figures hidden? Like, will I be able to see their figures? 32, 24, 36. Is Boom. That something like that. Or 
you are the worst person in this room right now. And I'm, 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 I'm the insensitive one. At least you accept that about yourself and you can admit to that over there. Um, oh, no, yeah. this, I mean. Dang, you have to chug all that. I'll yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, this is hard to talk about. No, so, not, despite, yeah. despite all of the segregation and the racial tension and the civil rights abuses and issues of the time, that scene with them in the broken down car where you've got the one gal fixing it and then the white cop man drives up, once they tell him and prove to, the, to him that they work for NASA, his whole attitude changes because it was all about getting to space no matter what. And it didn't matter. And it, it was really nice how they, they kind of like, he was like, well, I didn't know that they hired. And she's like, there are lots of ladies that work <laughs> yeah. at NASA. And he was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Cut yeah. That's, that's totally what I was going to say. Yeah, I was do. oops, I was doing a racism. Okay. No, yeah. I, Not I, that it would have mattered right? to him in 1960. Yeah. It wouldn't have. But I, I did but like that. It showed, It really showed the importance at the time with, with through very, it, it, it wasn't like on the nose, like, hey, it was just like very flu. It felt very organic how they, he looked up and said, we got to beat those Russians up there. And he's like, let me, let me escort you there. Yeah. And it also showed like, you know, like who was like mechanically inclined and her, her story shows later how she manages to work out the IBM computers. So her, her, she, she's not, it didn't just come out of nowhere. She didn't just pick up a book later on in the movie and just like, Oh, I know it all. She's actually like, you know, has a history of this. It's yeah. developed and like established. They just, there's, what this movie really demonstrates is the continuous struggle to, as you had said, Spike, to advance, yeah. but to progress in spite of all of the difficulties. And you have um, the young woman, played by Janelle Monet, who is an engineer in everything but a degree. Right. Um, and she literally has to go petition and do research on the judge that's going to hear her case so that she can just go to like weekend night classes. Yeah. In order to get her degree. Um, and then you have, as we mentioned, Traji P. Henson, who is trying to, she's one of their computers because humans used to be the computers. Uh, that when. always drove, that drove me a little nuts. And it wasn't like the movie's fault. It's just like, it was the parlance of the time is yes. I need a computer in here. And normally what you'd expect is someone would hand him a laptop. <laughs> yeah. But so <clears throat> she is trying to do her job, but there's there's this suspicion and mistrust because she is black and because she is a woman, yep. neither of which they typically have in like the big brainstorm areas of a, a place like NASA. Yep. And so he gives her the nearly completely censored documents. He's like, you can check my work. It's correct, though. And, you know, just work with what's there. And I always like how they, they kind of walk a really good line with that character because she's not, um, she's not like totally like detached from humanity. She has these savant moments where she gets lost in her work, mm -hmm. but they don't like frame her as like just this person who's like, again, like a Sheldon who is just like off-putting to everybody. Completely they, socially awkward except for this one. Yeah, they didn't devolve to, to tropes or stereotypes about people that are really 
scientifically or mathematically minded who for all intents and purposes are savants like there's yeah she's a mother she uh, she's capable of forming a new long-term relationship she's capable of having friends all of it normal yeah i mean that and that's that's kind of a problem that you actually end up seeing in a lot of films where they they have a character who's supposed to be autistic or a savant or you know a combination of things and they heavily rely on those tropes in order to further their plot yeah this this is just an aspect of who she is they show her as a complicated woman with feelings and emotions who's doing her best to be a good parent but also you know keep this job that she's passionate about um which i think was actually really really important and they her trips to the bathroom i mean the, right. the scene where her boss ends up taking down the the signs the segregated signs didn't seem to have actually happened in real life although it was a nice little dramatic yeah. touch for the film if you but, get kevin costner in there he's going to do something kind of inspiring right but they, like they had to make this point that every thing is standing in their way to succeed like Anytime they get to the level where they're supposed to, you know, break a barrier, that that goal line gets moved farther and farther. Yeah. And so, you know, that the fact that they couldn't use the bathroom in the building that they're using, and she's like, I literally had to go like a mile away to go pee. Hello. Yeah. That no wonder I'm gone for 40 minutes a day because I have to pee and there's no bathroom that I'm allowed to use here. Yeah. And so I, I did like that because I like and it, it's you can show like especially at that time if you're a no nonsense guy like Kevin Costner is in this he's he's the the stereotypical like who was the Billy Bob Thornton in um in Armageddon the no nonsense uh, everyone is part of a team I'm looking at the big picture guy it's easy to overlook these things you know at that especially at that time where it's like oh yeah the default is colored restrooms and so we only have one where you know the black people are. So she has to go there. So he doesn't see that until somebody brings it to his attention. Well, literally, she has come back in from, from running all the way across NASA's campus in the pouring down rain. And he's like, God damn it. And she's like, there's no bathrooms here. What do you want me to do? And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's a problem. And then he picks up the coffee pot and he's like, oh, wait, where'd this new coffee? And and you can tell from his character that they didn't want to make him a racist because he's the, again, no nonsense. We get there. Like it showed it in his, his character in that trailer is perfectly like encapsulated. We get there together or not at all. He does not give a shit about anything. And maybe it wouldn't, there wouldn't be a dude like that in there, but it's a very nice, um, I think it's more of like a, I'm not sure how to, how, it's, it's more the attitude of the yeah. space program is. So Get there. his character was a combination of two people that um, that worked with Katherine Johnson um, that, you know, like led that department or it was mm -hmm. like 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 a supervisor and the person that led. I wasn't entirely clear. Um, and as well, Mary, I think, is Janelle Monet's character's name her mentor i mean they changed a lot of names like the only names that they really didn't change were the names of the three women mary jackson yeah mary jackson thank you well like vic noticed uh, before just to catch up like they 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 
they cut over a lot of stuff to get to the plot where, you know, um, Glenn, what's his name? John, John Glenn. Glenn. John Glenn wanted her to run the check calculation on it. He looks okay. I wanted to get to that. Okay. Well, do your thing. I just wanted to like that. That's the, that's the mindset for all those changes. So like the only people whose names they didn't change really are the three women and like their spouses mm -hmm. and John Glenn. Yeah. Um, John Glenn, the scene that you started to mention, like we watched that and I started to question, I was like, did he say that? Like, did those words actually come out of his mouth? And no, he literally said, get the girl to run the calculations. He, he didn't say, get that black lady, get, right. you know, get, <laughs> that's what we get. thought. We're like, he definitely, there was, there, there was a term that he had to have used. No, no he, he said, get the girl. And that makes sense from someone in the arm for, cause he was, he was a Marine aviator. Like the, those people that you have to trust, like even back then it was way more integrated than like the rest of society. Cause the armed forces don't give a shit. You're going to throw people at the job. I mean, there were still issues there were still with issues, segregation and desegregation less. in it. Way less because at a certain point it comes down to, they're sure there are black people, but they're going to be, they might be working on a mortar. They might be holding a gun and suppressing fire for me. Like, you know, there's way less of that as a matter of necessity, especially if he's in a combat role. That's probably true. His life is going to like, especially if he has to land on a carrier, a ton of people he has to trust implicitly to land that plane. And there's probably going to be some black dude out there holding the panels. And if he does his job wrong, he dies. Hmm. So that, that's why I always liked the, uh, you know, the Navy is like, they, they don't give a shit. Did you well, have something to say? No. Well, I guess what time period, because there was a lot of, Oh, there, oh yeah, there was, in there, the there, there, there was, but World it, War II and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, th so this was in the 60s. So like, I mean, he, and this guy, like I said, is a naval aviator. Yeah. And I, I'm sure, you know, there, there wasn't a black like admiral, but if you're like, again, landing a jet, there's going to be a whole bunch of like people there of all sorts of colors working jobs that if they do it wrong, like, someone's you know, going to die. Like they might be working the steam room to catapult your plane off the deck of the aircraft carrier. If he does his job wrong, you're not going fast enough. He's in the drink. He's dead. Yeah. So, I mean, so. a lot of a lot of the racial issues then would have more so been with promotions, most likely, yes. and assignments, and not so much as like the individual camaraderie within a unit, um, because like it's it's not the people, it's not the boots on the ground that that would have as many issues. It's the people, the higher ups that. Have to work with politics. Far farther away from actual conflict. Yeah, the further away you get yeah. from conflict, the closer you are to politicians, and the closer you are to all the bullshit. Mm -hmm. I mean, you still have to take into account the fact that they're, regardless of how close you might be with your comrades, your brothers in arms, there's there's still going to be. Oh yeah, there's gonna be some some asshole racist from the well, south who does I'm not, not give even, a shit. I'm not even gonna like separate it into like maybe there's one person. Like these are like deep seated yeah. root, deep rooted biases that people had because they grew up in these times. Yeah. I mean, and you know, a lot of people they they sh they actually showed the scene where um, Octavia Spencer's character was walking with her boys. And, you know, she's like, don't get involved with uh, the protest over there because, there, yeah. you know, there were 
as you know, like the Freedom Riders, it was black and white yeah. and, you know, everybody that wanted to stand up against the injustices. <clears throat> so there was, there, you know, there's people that were certainly going to be less racist or try to not be racist because they recognized that there was a problem. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's, that's no matter how close you might be with the people in your unit, that's still something that's, you know, under the yeah. surface. Well, I think that's why, <laughs> I think that's why, you know, he never like went to her house to eat dinner. True. But that's why also he was willing to say like, no, like I have to trust the guy who like, you know, signals me onto the deck of the carrier. <coughs> I know this person's good at their job. Have her run the calculations. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I, I, oh, sorry. I was going to say that, um, yeah, in the military, maybe they were the first to kind of like, I don't know, start bridging. I think it's good that, I think it's awesome that we live in a time today where it's like the no-nonsense take is that you don't care about the color, right? Yeah. Like the no-nonsense, like I don't care what color they are, if they're man, woman, or if it's, you know, what the hell they are as long as the science is correct, right? Yeah. I think that's kind of awesome that that's like our kind of, at least your, and most of society today, like the de facto kind of like, kind of um, place we go to. Mm-hmm. Like, the thought that you had there, but back in those days, like there was just like an overall distrust. Yeah. Like they could not trust someone who was like a different color. No. Yeah. So like, even though it seems like no nonsense today, like to them, it was no nonsense to like, no, I'm not going to, I don't trust this person. They're like a different, they're black. I'm not, I don't trust them. Yeah. I think to them, that was no nonsense. Yeah. I think Kevin Costner, obviously like, like obviously I'm not going to have a black person here because like they could do something that like could sabotage everything. Right. I, I think, yeah. So that's why I think Kevin Costner's like thing is like, he's more dra- dramatis- or dramatized as like, and that it shows like his, his, his is an amalgamation of characters to cram together all the best, like non racist portions of a person into one person. Yeah. It's kind so of, you have one guy to look at. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, <laughs> at least in those periods, like, in that time, what you would strive to be like, that's the kind of guy you'd strive to be like back in those days. All right, so we yeah, we haven't talked about, uh, let's see, Octavia Spencer's character, Dorothy Vaughn, the uh, woman who learns how to use the uh, IBM computers. She's honestly, like, as, as awesome as Mary Jackson and Katherine Johnson were, um, Dorothy Vaughn is straight up, like, the biggest badass of the whole entire movie. Oh, yeah. To be completely honest, because... Here she is fixing the freaking car. Yep. Here she is standing up for her ladies. Yep. <clears throat> she goes over to to Kirsten Dunst's character to ask for something. Um, and like here's a massive stack of boxes that you have to get a dolly to move. Yep. And this thing is huge. And she's like, well, since you're not going to do what I want, I guess I'll just... I'll just carry this massive stack of boxes on this dolly. Yep. And then when she walks past the server room, the IBM room, and she recognizes that this is something that is going to take their jobs. Yep. um, She's like, no, I'm going to set myself up and I'm going to set my ladies up Mm -hmm. so that they are absolute. Like these are the hoops that black folk have been forced to jump through for so long, making themselves to be needed rather than like, oh, hey, 
you're a valuable person. I definitely want to make sure that we have something for you to do. No, like they, they recognized that with this computer being up and running, their jobs were gone. Yeah. They were on the street. It wasn't going to matter. And so she took matters into her own hands. She went and found the book that she needed, had to take it from the freaking library because the librarian was a racist ass bitch. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to punch that lady in the face. She's like, is there something wrong? And she's like, no, I'm just in the freaking library with my kids. She's like, well, you're not in the right section. She's like, I'm getting a book. She's like, no, you know, you just, you need to go over to that section. And she took the freaking book and I was like, yeah, screw you librarian lady. That was and she had a very good unnecessary. Point. She had a very good point at the end. I was like, listen, I pay taxes. This shit's mine. Like, yeah. Yeah. So she teaches herself how to program this IBM computer. Like she learns teaches. the whole program and then she goes in and she's like fixing things that these dumbass male engineers couldn't figure out. And she's like, yeah, that's wrong. And she's like moves one thing and she's like, oh, that's better. And then she goes back to her ladies and she's like, look, they're coming for our jobs. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to learn to work on this thing. We're going to learn this thing and we're going to be able to teach this thing. And they're like, they're like, yeah, we can't do this thing, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, no, she knows what she's doing. And, and Kirsten Dunst is like, so we're going to need, we're going to, she's like, we're going to need you. And you know, that's it. And she's like, well, what about my ladies? They know how to program it. Yeah. You need all of us. That's some really good leadership there. I really like that from her. I mean, it was fantastic. She freaking bulldozed that bitch and got her whole team in there. And then Kirsten Dunst's character is like, do you think it would be possible while they're sharing a restroom? Which I was like, <laughs> racist. That's what you get for being stupid. Um, so she has to share the restroom. And she's like, do you think that maybe you could teach a couple of my girls? And she's like, I'm not the supervisor. That decision's not in my control. Oh, yeah. And she'd been asking for the supervisor position for months. I so. was like, yes! The shade! The petty Shade. And it, this is really good underdog story in that <laughs> oh way. It's, it's really good because ev- all your characters are, are sympathetic underdogs. I absolutely live for that moment. She lives for all kinds of shade. Oh, yeah. I, like honestly. She throws shade at me just like every day for I mean, petty stuff. Well, yes. <laughs> so I am she, petty. It's true. I, I, I love. Can confirm. Super deserved needed pettiness that serves a purpose and that 100% served a purpose. Like that was so deserved because like Kirsten Dunst's character has this sort of facade of being like, I'm just a nice, you know, white lady. I mean no harm, but also like you need to stay in your place because you're black. I just wanted to kiss somebody upside down. That's all I wanted out of this. She got her comeuppance. Like yeah. she, she had to eat crow. She had to grovel a little bit. And yeah. and Octavia Spencer's character, Dorothy Vaughn, was like, "Yeah, I can teach your ladies." And so now this lady and her and her 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 ladies 
are teaching everybody how to use this computer. This computer that the, the, the freaking old white dudes brought in that they were going to set up, they could barely fit in the room because they couldn't plan properly. So, like, the fact that they weren't going to tell um, the black computers, like, anything about this new computer that they had built, the IBM, or, like, how to program, that kind of yeah. lit the, the fact that they were just going to, like, you know, let this fly by and not tell them and just, like, cut all their jobs. That lit the fire under, uh, what's her name, Vaughn? Dorothy yeah. Vaughn. Dorothy Vaughn. To, like, yeah. have them learn all that stuff that no white person was going to do. Because right. they, they, weren't, they weren't, like, afraid of their jobs yeah. being lost. So, like, no. the fact that they're always on edge, like, always trying to, like... Hungry. Yeah, hungry yeah. staying alive is what actually helped them get Competition's ahead. Competition's good for you. Okay, yeah. so uh, how about we move on to... Uh, Janelle Monet, uh, aka Thirsty Girl, uh, Mary Jackson's. Uh, she plays Mary Jackson, who uh, is uh, brilliant in her way. But I don't think the, the weakness in this is they don't really establish her engine. Like she should have been working on the car with, um, with the other character. Because like if she's an engineer, she would have had something to add to that. I think that would have like established a little better her technical. No, she's a pretty girl. She doesn't touch cars. Doesn't touch cars. <laughs> yeah, right. She's a so, pretty girl and engineer. So really, for the most part, you take it. You take it on faith that she's an engineer. She's attending classes and she's standing there. But I really would have liked to see like. Well, she talked to that one um, other guy, that one like Polish yes. yeah. so, engineer. So I, I that was the guy who they changed his name yeah. for this, um, who was like, you're smart. Why aren't you an engineer? She's like, if I was a white man, I already would be. Um, and yeah, like. She was a badass too. She like did oh, all yeah. that research on that judge. She's like, you were the first person to do this and the first person in your family <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the first to do this, blah, blah, blah. Wouldn't you like to have another first? So they show, yeah, they show her like being like, you know, interpersonally very clever and they do show a little bit of her like talking at him, but I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm used to seeing like, you know, Marvel movies where they show someone like, like working in like a montage and like, I would have liked to see a little more of that because they showed other people doing hands-on stuff. They showed the main character like working on a chalkboard, working out math. They showed uh, the Dorothy character like moving like, you know, the leads on the oscilloscope uh, on the IBM computer and working on a car. If they gave her just a little bit more, I would have bought it just hook, line, and sinker that she had this technical expertise. Yeah. It just wasn't visually done. No, like the... The only they just had real, that one scene. Yeah, the yeah. only real part where she's like, well, you could use like flat rivets instead of this thing. And he's like, well, you should be an engineer. And she's like, I already would be if I was white. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think they kind of did a little bit of a disservice to Mary Jackson's car- Mary Jackson's history because they're, I'm certain there was a whole lot more to her than just, you know, she petitioned the local judge so that she could, well, I mean, it's not, it's not small. Yeah. You know, she petitioned to desegregate a school. Right. And basically. so, and again, this is like a 90 minute movie. So it's not like you're sitting there, like you, you don't have a huge amount of time to let all this scene breathe. It's just a weakness. And I think, again, that's just a matter of, they had to like make room for getting someone into, into space. I mean, I, th- I think. Oh, it's two hours long. No if mind. you had to take away some time from one of the other two characters, they could have taken a little bit from Katherine Johnson's story. Yeah, because we got like a lot a, of... Like, you could have taken... <laughs> you could have cut her down maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, we got a lot of her doing math. And I think, you know... Like, well, a lot of her building up the, her character arc with her husband. Yeah. Too. 
Yeah. I mean, that was kind of and her kids and nice. Everything. It was cute. I think they could have paid a little you more. Know? Like it could have been a little more like glazed over that part. Yeah. yeah. If that, cause what the movie sells is women in NASA advancing in NASA in spite of adversity. Mm-hmm. And if you like, you know, she took a little bit out of the family aspect and just showed she had a little bit of trouble and we could infer the rest. I mean, I think that there was certainly a need to show as much of the family stuff as they did, because I think that sometimes is a lot of what you can miss in some stories mm. is where they're like, this is just a person who works a lot and is making all these advances. And oh yeah, they kind of have a family, uh, but you know, look at all of these things that they're doing. Yeah. They got wife and kids or you know whatever. And, but look at this thing that they created. Like, yeah, I think that the family part was extremely important. Um, so, you know, that was good. Um, but I, what I think they could have done is instead of doing that whole, here's her meeting Jim Johnson. And because like the timeline, they, they, they moved dates around. Um, they said it was 1961 when they were fixing the car on the side of the road. Um, and in 1959, she actually married Jim Johnson. Uh. So they could have maybe, if they had wanted to keep 1961, they could have already had her be married to this man and had like gone through a little bit of that history a little bit instead of having like these these several scenes where he's um, trying, he's wooing her, he's trying to date her. Yeah. I, I I think maybe some of that wasn't necessary, but I think the stuff with her kids was necessary. I think so too. Cause that, yeah, that's like her, like that, that shows a lot of strain on like what her, one, one of her, her other big like commitments in life is she's committed to this and she, and the kids are like the, the, the really good like lens by which you see her, her like family trouble through, I think would be a really good way to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, they, but you know what? I interrupted you. Um, I think they did a good job. Overall, yes. Of sh- well, of showing Mary Jackson's family dynamic because she's the person that is going to NASA, you know, doing engineering and computing, but it's straining her relationship at home and her husband isn't understanding, you know, you're already working there. Why do you need to become an engineer? Why do you have to go through all of this trouble? Like, isn't your life already hard enough? Do you really need to do all of these things? I think that maybe that sort of a treatment of her relationship, they could have done for, for Catherine Johnson where like they kind of have that sort of sneak peek in. Um, I mean, it wouldn't, I don't know what their actual relationship ended up being like because they only showed like this very happy positive, no troubles, no fights. Are you talking about the Mary, Mary Jackson's character? So yeah. Mary Jackson and yeah. her husband. Yeah. 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 You, you see them get into some, some uh, arguments. They had like some at the, tiffs. Yeah. They had a little, yeah, tiff. he, gave, he gave her a mechanical pencil. Yeah. That was sweet. <laughs> That's so like, like I think that sort of a treatment that they gave to Mary Jackson and her husband's relationship, they could have done with Catherine Johnson and Jim Johnson, where it's like, here's a sneak peek into their relationship. Here's some of their struggles. And then here's like the love rather than here's four dates that they go on and here's them meeting and here's this (laughs) and that. Like, 
some of that is important, but they I, they could have cut down on some of that and given that time to show Mary Jackson's yeah. like development and what like she did. Her to, technical proficiency. Her proficiency and what she did to become such an important engineer because we know that she was an important engineer. Right. What else? I had some other things I wanted to say about. Yeah, but we're done with this. you now. No. <laughs> No, please. No. I've I know that I've talked a lot. Um, you have thoughts, I think. I, I okay. So, the or spike. How <laughs> spike? Oh, Start over. Start over. Uh, okay. Yeah. So Spike had this, uh, you know, qualm about Mary Jackson not having enough of the engineer. Yes. I, I think it, it's not so uh, much a qualm as much as it is compared to the other three. It like yeah. they kind of other two, it, other two. Sorry, uh, it kind of like you know it feels like they didn't give her a lot. So it's it's more it's I guess less of a qualm and more of like a weakness. I know that feels like the same thing, mm-hmm. but to me I think it's a little different. It's like it doesn't feel like they like intentionally just short shrifted her. It feels like for time they had to make some choices, and that was a weakness in the film as a result. Yeah, you just wanted to see more of her. Yeah, but just. But I had another thing that like that kind of bugged me a little bit. Yeah, and uh, it was that they so they made a big deal of um, Yuri Gagarin being the first man in space. Like that was like on screen, and yeah. we like heard his name. And oh like, yeah, you mentioned this. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, he's you know he's already in space, Yuri Gagarin. And then like you know that's when um, what's his name, Kevin Costner's character kind of gets real when he gets kind of like pissed off at everyone. He's like, yeah. we got to. Look, they already beaten us. Like we, we've got now. Now we're going. Okay, we we've moved the goalpost. So gotta get a man in space. So then they all start working hard and stuff, yep. and they kind of like gloss over um, Alan Shepard and Gus Grissom, the first two guys in space. Like Alan Shepard was the first guy. Americans, like the right. first Americans, right. right? That were up there, and so then then we just went straight to the gl- the John Glenn story. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting that like that. They kind of left out that victory there because they wanted the main victory to be yeah, the well, John Glenn orbiting, I being the first to orbit around the planet. Yeah, and I guess it also, but it also has ties into like the story of the main characters where he actually says the words, get that girl. Yeah, they probably, that's probably why they I'm, made that. Yeah, like I'm a betting that's why. And thing. the one we thought for sure, she probably, probably said, I, I would not have been surprised if you said, get, get that color girl. It's like, ooh. They, they chose to collapse that timeline, I think in some ways a little too much. Yeah. They, so they, I don't know if those three women worked. I'm guessing maybe they didn't. They didn't work on the projects that got (coughs) Shepard and Grissom to space. They wanted to talk about, you know, the three black women that got John Glenn to space. Yeah. So, but I feel like they absolutely could have, I don't know, they touched on it. I think for like and explain the, like why it's important for them to continue for the purposes of the story to make it like ha- like high stakes. They didn't want us to already have like a couple victories. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. That makes sense. They okay. wanted it to be like big loss and then big victory, not loss, then victory, victory, and victory, and then we ended up going to the moon. So we ended up like completely really winning, whipping the Russians right in that, in that situation. So I, I guess the main like w- with the weakness in this film isn't so much in any kind of. In some ways, there's some weaknesses in character development in some areas, but mainly it's the collapsing of a huge amount of time yeah. to make this narrative work. And I guess I can understand why they do that. It's a very inspirational yeah. story. Sam That's sure as story. hell was like fist pumping. 
during it. Mm-hmm. We got very oh, that's uncomfortable. Good. That's and, a uh, good film, yeah. And another thing I wanted to bring up about this movie is kind of my general take on it is that uh, when I first saw it, like my first impression was that it was like a, an incredibly racist time. Like if you think about it, like back in the 60s, like, you know. Oh, yeah. Like it should anger you that she couldn't use the bathroom. It should anger you that she had to have her own, uh, you know, coffee pot. You know, uh, yep. it should anger you that like racist ship, no, just regular Sheldon <laughs> in the 60s <laughs> didn't want her like uh, correcting his work, right? Um, but now to think about it, like it was in the middle of p- progress. It wasn't like that was like the depths of American history, right? Like, yeah. They were working at NASA. They were give, being given these like huge opportunities to work on like historic moments, and I think that's pretty awesome that that yeah. we actually have at least that in our history. That like we put aside a lot of differences, even though there was still like some work to be done, obviously, like with the whole bathroom situation and other things. But I think it's awesome that at looking at the bright side of it now, that even though there was in the middle, we're in the middle of the work at that time, that they got to be a part of this historical moment. So I do want to soothe some of your concerns. Catherine Johnson. So they talked about the Mercury missions a little bit. Oh yeah. Right. And then they kind of like skipped over that and went to John Glenn's mission. Catherine Johnson actually did trajectory analysis for Shepard's mission in 1961. Oh, cool. So like she actually did that mission. Um, I don't know if she did Grissom's, um, but yeah. So I think yeah, yeah they, they I didn't think, want her. I think with the tactical, I think with the tactical use of a good montage, because they already had music, they could have shown a few more of her like running away and running back to the bathroom, but also shown her calculating on other things. Yeah, that that might have been a good way to bridge that gap. But I think they wanted to go for a more like fluid. Um, this is the feel they wanted to go for. Like yeah, I, honestly, I think it's completely storytelling. They didn't oh, yeah. want to. They didn't want to show that there were some wins. Like it's you don't want to see Rocky like kind of win the last three rounds. Right. Like I know he's gonna win. Yeah, it's like he, he so wanted like him to come out swinging. In yeah, the you last lost round. the first five rounds, then you won the last three, and now we're on the ninth round. It looks like he's really turned it around. He's like, oh, so there's yeah, there has to be an all is lost moment, and that's why like you know you see these in a lot of things where it's like you know every, right before like everything gets good, everything gets as bad as it could get because it doesn't yeah. feel good to go from like from like medium to high. It feels good to go from like the basement to up high. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to read a couple of things that specifically talk about uh, Mary Jackson, Catherine Johnson and Dorothy Vaughn. Okay. <clears throat> so Mary Jackson, um, she amongst other things tried to help other women advance in their career and gave them advice on what educational opportunities to pursue. It was occasionally something as simple as a lack of, a couple of courses, someone's uh, current living location, the assignments given to them, and then, you know, the glass ceiling. Um, She became an equal opportunity specialist to help women and minorities after spending 30 years with NACA and NASA. She was described as a behind-the-scenes sort of worker and helped many people get promoted or become supervisors. Catherine Johnson, uh, where did it go? I mentioned um, Shepard, Shepard's Freedom Mission. Um, 
and that, you know, we talked about John Glenn specifically wanted her to run the equations to make sure everything was safe. Um, she named her greatest contribution to space exploration being the calculations that help sync Project Apollo's lunar lander with the Moon Orbiting Command and Service Module. She also worked on the Space Shuttle and the Earth Resources Satellite and authored or co-authored 26 research reports. Nice. She's pretty freaking badass. Okay, I, I have to ask, when you say NACA, is that about home purchasing or is that... Do you, do you know what NACA stands for? I do not. Did you look it up? I looked it up and said a, a North American, like something about, I get a lot of things about home purchasing. So like that sounds like something that they could, especially in the 60s, could use a, could use a hand with. National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics. Okay. I think that's probably changed since the <coughs> 60s. So the first thing that I got it was. It was the precursor of NASA. Okay. Um, and then Dorothy Vaughn is right here. Um, she was an expert programmer in Fortran, a prominent computer language of the day, and also contributed to a satellite launching rocket called Scout, Solid Controlled Orbital Utility Test. Um, so she was the first black NACA supervisor in 1949. So another something that the movie kind of moved around a little bit. Um, and made sure that our employees received promotions or pay raises if merited. So, um, sh like, these three women, like, you know, the movie aside, these three women helped advance the careers of black women specifically and then women everywhere. You know, they made all of these progressions in their careers and they made it possible for um, people to follow in their footsteps and they shattered. I mean, Catherine Johnson straight up shattered glass ceilings. So did Dorothy Vaughn. And I mean, honestly, actually all three of them did Mary Jackson basically desegregating a school all on her own. Like these are all incredibly inspirational figures. Uh -huh. And I think I can find no better place to leave off other than their <laughs> accolades. On, yeah. Can you think of a better yeah. place? Because I can't. No. So, bravo. Bravo to them. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, Dorothy Not only for Vaughn. your contributions to, you know, black history, but also to science in general. And the greatest moments of American history as well. Yes. This is pretty, it's, it's as big as you can get, I think, is going into space. Right? So, okay. I'm going to say, and then we can cut this off. Thank you, Dorothy Vaughn. Thank you, Mary Jackson. Thank you, Katherine Johnson. All right, so I'm and so I'm gonna say like next time we're watching uh, Malcolm X, so a little spicier, and uh, we're gonna see uh, another how that groundbreaking, right? But also, like I said, Black spicy, historical like figure. historical groundbreaking and spicy, and we're gonna enjoy watching <laughs> that. I'm your host. Oh, no, sorry, you don't like saying anymore. I'm, I'm Samantha. Damn it, mother. I'm oh. Victor. I'm Spike. That's Spike. Oh what? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you see for you listening time. to Transmit. We'll see you next time. I swear to God, I will fight everyone in this room.